story so strange in its implications that it defies ordinary classification. All right, hey everybody. This is going to be a different sort of podcast, I suppose. Maybe? I don't know. We'll see. I'm doing this sort of off the cuff. Uh, y'all listen to the podcast, you know that my mother passed away recently. That's been sort of rough. Um, so I haven't been doing any of these, like, you know, Cronus Rants videos or recordings I leave, podcasts, whatever you want to call them. Uh, because of that, it's been it's been rough. I had to separate from my family for the past week and a half now. Um, so I've been alone. My brother came down for a little while. That that was nice. So thank you, uh, Amon, for for coming down and hanging out with me for for a while. I mean, we all came together and I got to see my family and hang out for a little bit. Little bit, and now I'm self quarantining until I can get tested for COVID nineteen tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. Um, I have uh, an appointment for what for Thursday, so it's about three days from now, four days from now. But I'm gonna see if I can do a walk-in tomorrow um, and see if I can get tested because this is the one place that's near me that I can, I can get tested and I can get a turnaround of 15 minutes, which is great, <laughs> rather than you know multiple weeks. So. Hopefully that'll work out and then I can see my family again. I got to see him through a window and a screen while I wore a face mask for the past few days and it sucks. So anyway, um, I want to do this this podcast on on racism because uh, me and Blue were having conversations about uh, somebody that he knew talking about white privilege and how they think it didn't exist or how they think it doesn't exist and to be honest with you um, I was of the same mind for a while until I really understood what it was all about and how it affected me my life personally and so hopefully I can break it down for people that are out there that don't believe in it and so when I say white privilege um, it doesn't apply to necessarily every single white person on this planet or at least every single white person in America. Um, I, I'm world-traveled, so obviously I don't believe that people that are light-skinned have a better life in general than other people. Um, depending on where you live, yeah, you can. But depending on where you live, yeah, you can't. So here in America, we're sort of in the same strange dichotomy where you live in a place of such an abundant wealth for certain people um, that you can not even recognize that there are people that are European-Americans, Caucasians, however you want to call them, white people, whatever, um, that they are afforded certain other privileges that brown people generally are not uh, afforded. And so I'll give you an example. Um, this is kind of funny because uh, I, I got into a couple of political arguments with some people, um, some of my friends lists on, on Facebook, and people were just like trying to come hard at me about uh, racism and shit like that. And then somebody recommended to me a book, and it was by uh, Thomas Sowell, who I already knew about. You know, I've already, I've already, I already know about his work. I know like his political spectrum. 
I know his general thought processes, processes, and I agree with some of the stuff that he says. But this person uh, recommended to me uh, a book called Discrimination and Disparities by Thomas Sowell. Um, and I read it, you know, I was like, it, I recommend, I recommend it because they challenged me after I was already, you know, bringing up all these things about racism here in America. They challenged me to read this book. And I'm like, okay, I read it. I actually showed them that I bought the book on Audible. I listened to it. Um, and I challenged them to, to listen to or read, uh, the new Jim Crow. They didn't respond that they got the book. I mean, I literally gave them a screenshot of me downloading the book and buying it. So... And I listened to it. And this is one of the books where it's like, listen, like some of the stuff that he says in the book is, is correct, but there's other stuff that is like t- wholly incorrect. And this is where you get back to, uh, to white privilege. He was giving a story about, it was a professor that worked at, I think it was Harvard, might have been Yale. It was some prestigious college, okay? And he was African-American. Um, Afro-American, however you wanted to name them, their ethnic group, um, my ethnic group, okay, he's a professor that happened to be of African descent, and he lived in a condo that it was a really nice condo, and every now and again, he would, in street clothes, he would take an elevator up to his apartment, and he would, he noticed that every now and again, you know, when he was wearing street clothes, people would be apprehensive to take the elevator with him, and he'd be like, what's going on here? And then he noticed when he wore a suit and, you know, a suit and tie when he dressed up, nobody would have any problem. Nobody would have a problem with him whatsoever. That right, and, and Thomas Sowell, he thought that wasn't a problem whatsoever. He thought that, oh, well, if he dressed right, then, you know, therefore, racism, systematic racism doesn't exist. Uh, my counter is, this is the perfect example of how it exists. Because if it was a a person of European descent that was wearing street clothes that took that same elevator, nobody that was of European descent that took the same elevator would be apprehensive. It just, it wouldn't happen. It, it would not happen. And if you think it would happen, then you're you're fooling yourself to make a ridiculous argument that doesn't even exist. So, um, and his argument was, obviously his skin color didn't change when he changed his clothes, but it's like, listen, if it was somebody that his that skin color was, you know, more fair, their opinions of the, that person would have changed to them being accepted that they should have belonged there. And that is the, I'll, I will call it the bare minimum of white privilege, is that there are people here in America, and when I say white privilege and, and quote-unquote white culture, um, this whole white, the, the quote-unquote white culture isn't just about fair-skinned European Americans that come here, okay? There are a bunch of other people that are brown like me, or maybe a little less brown, you know, might be from another ethnic group, that, that will protect this system, that keeps it in place, that makes it a fucking problem, okay? Because they will come and defend the people that call up somebody that's brown, that says that, oh, I don't think they belong here, so therefore arrest them. When they could very likely belong there, have done nothing wrong, and that's where they live. That's where we get the Karens from, if if you're wondering. Because they think that where they belong, or where they are, nobody that doesn't look like them should belong there. And that's 
that's part of the systematic racism that belongs here that, that is here in America and if you don't recognize that you need to open your eyes I opened my eyes um, and it was wasn't great but you know it's, it's uncomfortable uh, but it's okay I mean I, I grew from it and I recognize it now and if you have arguments for me that say that that's not systematic racism blah 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 go ahead you can shout them out to me right you know as you listen to this and uh i still think that you're wrong so now i can break it down for you further but yeah the fact that i can hop into an elevator anywhere and i make uh you know i'm pretty successful in what i do uh i make a decent amount of money i've been in the capitalist class if you don't know what that is you can look it up i've, I've made a shitload of money previously I make less now because I decided to come back from a war zone to make <laughs> to make less money to be with my family. Um, because to me, my family is more important. But I could have been living the life, um, the quote-unquote life, for money at the uh, expense of my family. And I decided that my family was more important than making money. So, And I still make a, a decent amount of money, more than most people here in America. You know, I live a pretty comfortable life. Uh, here in the Bay Area of California, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really complain too much, but I also recognize that there's that I still see this racist bullshit, you know, depending on where I go. You know, I'll give you a, another example. This is actually when I was overseas, and I was giving examples of like when I'm overseas, of like how most people see me. Um, when I leave America, they see me as an American, okay? Most people don't see me as black when I'm in another country. They just see me as an... When I start talking to them and we have interactions, they see me as an American. Because that's where my culture is from. My culture isn't, isn't from the American culture. And if you're American, you probably don't really understand that. It's probably because they haven't fucking traveled. Travel some, and you, you might get to understand that a little bit more. You might agree more or disagree with me more if you travel, but um, this is the more of the disagree travel thing. Um, is that I was in Qatar, where I lived there for eight months. And I remember me and my, my friend Juan, we were hanging out. And we, we it, I think it was during the, uh, the World Cup back in like 2010. And we were staying at the Intercontinental Hotel. I don't even like soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. But it was, ex it was really cool to view these events in a country that actually celebrated soccer or football, however you want to call it. And so I stayed at, we were staying at the Intercontinental Hotel uh, in different rooms, obviously, because we're making, a, both of us are making a bunch of money. And um, they had this really cool swim up, swim up bar at the pool. And there was like, there were some ladies there and we were talking to them. And I asked them like, hey, what do you think we do for a living? And this lady told me, oh, you're probably a construction worker. And I was like, what? And the lady was European European descent of some sort. And I was like, no. I was like... And it's funny, I laughed, at the time I laughed. Because like, that's hilarious how she thinks I'm a construction worker. Because at the time I was, I was pretty yoked. But I'm not a fucking construction worker. I'm a highly skilled IT guy. <laughs> when I say highly skilled, like... Uh, I have a very sought-after skill set for what I do. That's why I get paid a decent amount of money. It's because it's a highly desired skill set. Um, 
yes, I can build shit, but I'm not a fucking construction worker by any means, you know. And the fact that somebody can look at me and just assume that I'm some low-class person staying in this fucking pricey-ass hotel. Like, how the fuck would I even afford to stay here and just buy drinks and stay drunk all fucking day at this pricey-ass hotel? How would that be possible as a construction worker? I'm not shitting on construction workers, but most construction workers make far less than what I make in any given year. So, what they do is is very important. What they do is 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 essential. Um, but the fact that somebody could uh, you know degrade me kind of flippantly, be like, "Oh, you're you're a construction worker," just like that's what you see me as, just like some manual labor manual labor person. I haven't done manual labor since I was in the Marine Corps. I mean, unless you unless you consider um, having to do data center moves, which I've done data center moves, which is sort of manual labor. I have to pick up fucking servers and put them on a fucking pallet or some shit, and then someone else takes it away, you know, or install servers or, you know, storage area networks into something. Then I guess that's sort of manual labor, but I also have to, like, be intelligent enough to, like, know how to set those things up and how to do all these really technical things. You know, it, it's not... It's not easy for most people to do. Neither is construction. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on, um, you know, people that do manual labor jobs because those people are needed in, in our daily lives and they need to be thanked for what they do. I mean, I live in a house that was constructed by construction workers. <laughs> I thank you for building my house, you know, um, I don't think that your life is worth any less than my life. But at the same time, I see the undertones of somebody that's saying that, hey, I think because of what I see from you physically, that I think that you're only good for manual labor work. And if that goes over your head or under your head or whatever, then you need to like educate yourself on things like this. And I'm this is what I'm trying to do. So hopefully you recognize at least a little bit a little bit of that now um one of the things when i was reading uh discrimination disparities by Dom thomas Sowell was um i think that some people that don't know me they don't understand that i am there's this whole like equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity thing that that's happening and i i am totally on the side of um the equality of opportunity. I think we should all be given the same opportunities in life. I don't think that um, we should all have the same outcome. Because that's impossible. Because we all have different needs in life. We all have different wants in, lives, in life. We all have different skill sets. We all have different uh, intellects. There are certain things that I can do that other people can't do. There are things that some people can do that I can't do. Uh, because they, because they have a a higher intellect than me, and I'm totally fine with that. And I think that most people would be better served to understand that. What I mean by the equality of outcome is that is in America or anywhere in life it doesn't not even just in America. It's making it's it's trying to make sure that everybody is at a certain level all throughout their lives. 
that's impossible. To me, it's impossible. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'll come upon new information where we can all be on the same level coming up. But there's there's obvious problems with that first statement. Is that we don't we we don't all start at the same starting point. And even if we did start at the same starting point, we don't have the same um, intellect as we grow up. We don't. And if someone wants to argue that with me, I guess you can argue for or against uh, IQ tests or just have, you know, I've never taken an IQ test, but I'm, I already know that I'm smarter than most people. All right. I, I say most, I'm not saying all, okay. I'm not some fucking asshole. I'm smarter than most people. I see a lot of dumbasses out there that should not get paid the amount of money that I get paid because of the shit that I had to go through. Um, the education that I have through myself, I'm an autodidact. I, I don't, I barely even passed high school, to be honest. Most people know this that know me. Barely passed high school, um, but I had a plan when I was 11 years old. I knew what I, I knew what I wanted to do, and I stuck with it. No matter no matter what happened, I was like, I'm gonna be a computer guy. When I was 11 years old, I'm gonna work on computers for the rest of my life. More than likely, I'm not dead yet, so I might do something different. I don't know, but it's worked. It's worked out so far. But there's a lot of people out there where they might not understand how computers work. They might not, that might not even be like, they're not interested in it. You know, they're interested in, in other things. And those things that they're interested in will might make them more or less money. And that's fine. But that's where we have variances in things. So that's why I don't believe in the equality of outcome. Equal, equality of opportunity, though, I'm totally for we should all be given the same opportunities. I think that a person living in a slum in America should be given the same opportunities as somebody that's, that's living in an affluent neighborhood in America. They should. They really should. And I think that, that that should not be a statement that makes anybody angry. We're all Americans. Why wouldn't you give every single American the same amount of opportunities as everybody else in America? I don't see that as problematic. That's just the way that things should be. Just give them the same fucking opportunities. And, and what they want to do with their lives, let them do or don't. You know, if they want if they want to be, you know, uh, a McDonald's store manager, let them be it. If they want to be, uh, you know, a CEO of a company, give them the same opportunities to be the, to, to be a CEO of a company as you would give opportunity of being a store manager at a McDonald's. At least show them a path. But there's a lot of kids out here in America that don't even see the path. They don't see any of that shit. They see Elon Musk as like a fucking... a person that doesn't even really exist in their lives. They really don't. I'm just giving Elon Musk as like an example. Or Jeff Bezos, take whoever the fuck you want. Any person that's a multi-billionaire that has all this money, they don't, in their minds, they don't even think that they could ever be that person. If you're living in a slum in America and you're a person of, actually, I'm just going to say a slum in America because it happens to people that are European American as well. And this is another problem that I have with um, the path that America has gone down is the fact that 
quote-unquote white culture, again, I'm saying this as not just white people, but they're eating their own to prop up this kind of bullshit society. And our society isn't totally bullshit, but it is bullshit in the fact that we are okay with just, like, throwing mass people in jail, mass, mass incarceration, for nonviolent crimes. And that is feeding the machine in America... Um, where we get to basically make them slaves. If you don't think they're slaves, read the thirteenth read the thirteenth amendment, like the actual amendment, where it literally states that somebody can be a slave if they commit crimes, and that's why you have slaves in jail right now that are making twenty five cents an hour, that are skilled workers, that are mostly minorities, because that's who's in jail, and the and, and most people that are in jail right now are non-violent offenders that are mostly from drug crimes. And the strange thing to me is like, listen, I don't really give a shit if you're doing drugs. I don't care at all. You can do all the drugs you want. Just don't commit any other crimes while you're on drugs. Just in the same way that where, you know, just our, our general penal system covers all these other crimes that would happen. Like say if you're if you got high and you assaulted someone Assault's got you. You have a fucking... We have a law on assault. Don't assault anybody. Okay? But just wanting to get high... Um, I don't think that should be illegal. This is dumb as fuck. The war on drugs has been one of the most negative things in America. Especially on uh, minorities in America. Since slavery. And that's not even controversial for me to say. You just look at the statistics. Look at who's in jail. Look at why they're in jail. A lot of them are non-violent drug crimes. You can Google these statistics. And it's, and it's fucking wrong. And I think people need to really wake up to that. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it continues to, uh, to bother me to this day that people are getting thrown in jail for just wanting to alter their reality. Listen, I alter my reality with fucking video games. What if they made video games illegal all of a sudden? I mean, what the fuck would I do? Jesus, I'd be fucking depressed as shit. <laughs> like, seriously. I play video games all the time. Like, you know, I just said, when this all first started, my mom passed away My mom passed away recently. And I've had to, you know, self-quarantine away from my family. So I've, I've been alone for over a week. And what have I been doing? I've been playing video games. I've been drinking. I've been doing yoga. And I've been using the Peloton bike. And I've been cleaning. That's like my cycle in life right now. I've worked today for the first day in the, over a week. But that's only because I knew somebody was going to be out. But I needed time to take off because my mom passed away. And it's fucked up. And she's somebody that when she was young, she was a Black Panther. Um, and I wish I could have talked to her more about that. Because so was my, my biological father. He was a Black Panther as well. I believe that's how they met. Um, but I would have loved to pick her brain about the civil rights movement when she was younger, like before I existed. But I I can't. And it sucks. And I couldn't do it for the past five years. And it sucks. So I think... Sorry, I was about to get emotional for a second. But what can I say? My mom died. 
Anyway. I just wish people would, like, really recognize what the everyday racism instead of just ignoring it. And it's super easy to ignore. It's very easy to ignore because you can just, especially if you're European-American here in America, and that's only, to, that's only now, you know, what, 60 years ago? Probably like around 60 years ago, maybe 70 years ago. If you were Italian, if you were Irish, if you were Jewish, well, 70 years, ah, maybe we got it back 80 years, maybe 80 years, got to go back. If you were Irish, Italian, or Jewish, you might as well have been black. Seriously. You can ask if you have grandparents, if you want to look up history, you can do all that shit. You might as well have been. They treated you like shit too. You weren't a slave, but you weren't treated great. You know, you're treated like shit. And the only reason why those people are treated better today is because those people look enough like quote-unquote white people that they became accepted in America. And if you're wondering why, well, all these other ethnic groups in America, why are they doing well while, you know, black people aren't doing well? There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. I mean, first of all, none of them were fucking slaves. So, I mean, that's the main one. None of them were slaves. In America. None. You might want to say the Irish or the Italians, blah, blah. That's indentured servitude. That's fucking different. That's when you had to pay off a debt. Slaves didn't pay off a debt. They were slaves their entire fucking lives. So were their kids. So that's the main, that's the big difference. So stop using that indentured servant, indentured servant to slavery, you know, weird dynamic because that's the, the the two totally fucking different things you know it's, it's like saying that when you're a kid you got grounded and then actually no there's, there's no really good fucking i can't think of a good example for that but if you don't understand what a slave and somebody that's playing off debt is then you don't get it so the people that were indentured servants they pay off a debt that they incurred from coming to america so they would hop on a boat for a debt they could not repay that they had to repay here in America. That's how that worked. People that were taken into slavery in Africa, they were brought here with literally zero debt and they were going to be slaves for their entire lives no matter what. There was no repaying it. There was none. And the slavery lasted for generations. For generations. Okay. And what makes it worse is that you know, in, you know, was it 1964, the Civil Rights uh, Act, it gave us, you know, quote-unquote full rights, but it wasn't even full rights. Like, when we got, you know, the right to vote and all these other fucking rights, we were still, we still weren't, we were still getting crosses burned on our fucking lawns, you know? We were still getting dogs sicked on us by the police. We were still getting, you know, lynched. And these issues still still exist today. It wasn't that long ago. It was my parents' generation. So people say that, you know, slavery was so long ago. I mean, yeah, slavery was, but there was all these other issues, too, that still exist to this day. You know, like, like the crime bill was introduced in 1994, I believe, by uh, Bill Clinton and, you know, Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and that's done more damage to the minority communities here in America than any other uh, bill 
I mean, since slavery. It's it's that and the the drug war has put more more brown people in jail than anything else, and it's because of the Thirteenth Amendment. Because that, that's when they saw that we can make them that they can make people that look like me slaves again. Because it's it's like it's like the Matrix. They're fucking batteries, and their power is making other corporations money. You could you could Google all that shit that I just said right now. It's just, that, that's literally the way it is. People that people are still they work for large corporations. That I'm f- fuck one that I used to work for. Actually, technically, I guess I still work for. Um. They they make money cheap labor. From those. You know, inmate labor. And it even goes goes to other countries where it goes to like basically slave labor. When you talk about like Nike shoes being built by 12-year-olds. That's fucking slave labor. As far as I'm concerned. It's slave labor. So yeah, I just want to get my thoughts. I guess, real quick. About racism. Here in America. It's fucked up. And it exists. And the fact that you... I mean, you could... Someone would probably comment and just call me the N-word. <laughs> but it's like, whatever, man. I don't give a shit about your sad life. If you just... If you don't listen to a word I say and just call me the N-word. Or whatever. I don't think you... I don't think of you as some ethnic slur. You're still a person to me. You might be a fucking asshole. But I also don't know about your life. Like, if you... One of the things that bothers me, shit, I was I was trying to cut this off, but one of the things that bothers me to this day is the fact that we've shifted the blame of uh, people that are of European descent, white people, I'll just say fucking white people that are poor here in America, they don't even recognize that they've been duped so many fucking times. They were duped by the government saying that black people were going to take their jobs. Now it's Mexicans. You see it now? Like... Th- they're saying that Mexicans with their illegal immigration and they're taking your jobs. Listen, there's no fucking illegal immigrant that's taking my job. No illegal immigrant is taking my job. If they took my job, then they fucking deserved it because they're fucking really intelligent. Okay? But I don't see that many white people working on a goddamn farm. I don't. So, did they steal your job? Are you working on a farm? Is that your thing? Because, it, as far as I know, most illegal immigrants that are here in America, they don't fucking own the farms here. People are making money. Like, what about the the families here in America that are using illegal immigrant labor to make money off of them? Do you blame them at all? No. Do you wonder what, what ethnic group they belong to? No. I can guarantee you, they're probably European-American. They don't give a fuck. They're just using that money. These, are, Like I said, it's like the fucking batteries in the Matrix. They're just using their bodies to make money. And they don't give a fuck. They'll let you complain all you want. And they know that every single law that you try to pass, they know that they'll, they're going to they're gonna still keep using that same cheap labor. Because we live in the land of opportunity still. That hasn't stopped. And it's very difficult for somebody that that lives to the to the south of the land of opportunity to not want to come to the land of opportunity. 
and I've said that for the longest time. If you're an, if you're an illegal immigrant or undocumented immigrant, or however the fuck you want to say it, I don't give a shit about your your status in America as long as you're fucking paying taxes. Just pay taxes. I think we should honestly speed up our process and uh, becoming an actual U.S. citizen because I've known a lot of people that have immigrated immigrated into America. And it's fucking... It takes a long time. Like, it's way too long to become a citizen in America. Way too long. If I can get a tough ticket... If I can get a tough ticket clearance in the matter of months, why can't, a legal, why can't an immigrant in America come here and become an American citizen within that same amount of time? Think about that. I had access to America's greatest secrets in the matter of months. Actually, not even months. It's probably like even a, maybe a month. Um, but people here, that come here, you know, illegally or documented, how the fuck you want to call it, it takes them years. Years. And yes, I understand, there's, there's like some cultural issues, um, there's issues with uh, learning the language, I get that. But once you learn the language, um, and you learn our cultures, it shouldn't take you that long. And that's part of the process of you integrating into America, you know. It shouldn't take that fucking long. It really shouldn't. And it's it's a disgrace here in America that we want to shit on this marginalized group here in America. We, we keep their goddamn children in cages today. Still today, there are brown children in cages that nobody seems to give a shit about. Why? Because their parents wanted for them to have a better life. Meanwhile, they're stuck in fucking cages. I have not heard a valid excuse for why, why we're keeping children in cages. I'm a U.S. Marine. We've been deployed to places that kept children in cages multiple times throughout uh, the history of the United States. We have. And now we're the villains. We're doing the same fucking thing. And our society is just like, oh yeah, it's okay. Because, you know, their parents are brown. They're from Guatemala or fucking El Salvador or some shit. Fuck them. What has El Salvador or Guatemala done to us? Or Mexico or any of, any other goddamn South American country? What have they done for the children to deserve what they're going through? To be thrown in cages? Listen, if we had a, a bunch of white kids in the similar conditions in Guatemala right now, guess who they send? The fucking Marines to go get them. That's what we do. I know that's for a fact because I was a Marine. And it's, it's disturbing and it's disgusting to see this fake-ass patriotism here in America from these people that never fought for a fucking thing in their goddamn life. They're just enjoying the... How do I put it? They're enjoying the fruits of the labor of somebody else. They didn't labor for any of this shit. They didn't fight for their rights. They didn't fight to keep America safe. They didn't fight for shit. They're just enjoying the freedoms that they have here in America. Meanwhile, they'll, they'll talk shit about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for a flag. But they but did they fight for the flag? No, they didn't. The real story about Colin Kaepernick... This is something that's crazy. Alright, so when Colin Kaepernick first took the knee for the flag, I was like... I don't get it, but it's just right. I, I don't think at the time, even still to this day, I don't think you should have to stand or put your hand over your heart or fucking stand at attention for the for the flag of America. That's some to me. That's like some weird commie shit. 
it really it's some weird indoctrination shit where um you have to pay some homage to america i, I don't fucking get it like i get here I, I live here you know i love america i consider myself a patriot i pay my taxes but i don't feel the need for every single american to put their hand over their heart or do some compuls some compulsory bullshit like a pavlov dog to the american flag or to some weird song don't get me wrong when the when the national anthem comes on i usually stand at attention because that's as a marine that's what we do we stand at attention and if we're in uniform we salute wherever the fucking flag might be or where the sound is coming from um i don't think that every single american should, should have to be able to, should have to do that because they're supposed to be free here um and the whole getting back to kaepernick uh like i said I didn't understand like why he was doing it, even if, even though he said police brutality, which at the time I was a bit more ignorant than I am today, and I didn't get what he was saying, but I still um, stood up for his right to do so, because that's his right. It's his First Amendment right to do so. All right, and so people today they still seem to misconstrue his story, misconstrue his story about what happened with that guy. Okay, so they. No matter what anybody tries to tell you, you can Google this right now. Um, it, this is in the preseason. He was sitting down during the during the uh, national anthem for a couple of preseason games, and then somebody noticed, and it was one of his. Um, I believe it was one of his teammates that he talked to because they were like they were upset about him not standing up. So he's like, okay kind of do this in a more respectful way so they found I think it was a, a Green Beret I forget the guy's fucking name alright so they talked to a Green Beret and he's like listen if you want to protest um, police brutality here in America um, can you please just take a knee don't just sit there just take a knee at least you're recognizing that something's going on for America which is the national anthem and you're taking a knee in protest and if people don't understand what taking a knee means people in the military take a knee for their down, for their uh, fallen soldiers. Well, I hate saying fallen soldiers because I'm a marine. I'm not a goddamn soldier. But the, but for their fallen um, brothers and sisters, that's what we do. And so that was appropriate for Colin Kaepernick because he was taking a knee for all the people that were um, that were killed by police brutality. That was the original reason. And something else that people try to leave out of the story is that one of the main reasons why he start taking a stand or a knee or a sit, however the fuck you want to say it, is because he had guns drawn on him in this town that he lived in because he was the literally the only black guy that lived there. And he's he's mixed, but I mean the guy he's got a fucking afro. So he looks scary enough for most of America to get guns drawn on him uh, by the police. And that's when he was like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on here? I'm a fucking millionaire and I'm still getting treated like shit. And that's when he started opening up his eyes. That's when he, you know, had his awakening. And, yeah, that's the actual story. So anybody else tells you otherwise, they're feeding you fucking bullshit. You can research everything I just said right now. That's what happened. So, and, that, and that's how much uh, the American public wants to just bury the actual issues here in America. Uh, at any cost. At any cost. To realize that the way that we are treating brown people here in America is fucking embarrassing. It is embarrassing. 
that were doing this to people that look like me and other people. Alright. Is there something I could say? Because if you want to ask, like, you know, why aren't Asian Americans getting treated like this? Or why aren't, you know, uh, you know, Latino people treated like this? Like, that's a whole different conversation, which I have answers to. I mean, you want to talk about uh, Latinos? It breaks down to, uh, just briefly, I'm not going to get into all of it, okay? Uh, people that are of uh, Latin descent, Hispanic, Latinx, what, however you want to call it, is that they typically, uh, A, they will mix with, with uh, other ethnic groups, especially Caucasian Americans. I'm when I'm, I'm saying this, but not in like a, not in a bad way. It's fine. Fuck your fuck whoever you want to fuck. Okay. I don't give a shit about that. But they do it at a higher rate with uh, people of European descent than any other ethnic group. So within like two or three generations, they usually identify as. Caucasian, so they're they're accepted. They pass as Caucasian, um, and when it comes to Asian Americans, uh, they didn't go through slavery, and they also kind of shut down into their own little group. Which is that's a whole different conversation that I'm on the fence with. Is that uh, a lot of Asian American communities? That's why we still have Chinatowns, Japan towns, Korea towns, shit like that. It's because they 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 built in their own communities and they just fucking kept it tight. They didn't integrate at all. So this to me, it's a really weird conversation internally. It's like, did we do the best thing by integrating? However, what I will tell you is that if you want to look at historically with African Americans here, obviously here in America, um, is that we got fucking bombed for doing the same thing. Like, look at the, the Tulsa in 1918. They fucking murdered us for doing the same same sort of thing. We had a Black Wall Street. We were thriving. We're, and it the Tulsa massacre, that was not the first time. And it happened after that in other cities. We were mass murdered for doing a similar thing. So just let that sink in for you right now. And I have... a. Some of my really good friends are Asian Americans. You know, they keep their their group tight. I don't have any animosity against them, none at all. But they they were not mass murdered in the same way that we were. Yes, the Japanese people were put in into internment camps, but they were also given some sort of reparations after that. That's fucking weird, isn't it? They are reparations, huh? How the fuck did that happen? And I'm not saying that in a disparaging in a disparaging way. I'm just saying that it, I'm I'm fucking glad that something happened to them, where they at least were acknowledged that they got fucked over by America, and they got some sort of you know compensation for that. But they also still they insulated themselves from most of American culture for a while, and they still do it to this day. And it's, I don't see it as a bad thing because it has kept their community safe. And meanwhile, when the African-American community tried to do that, we got fucking murdered. Murdered. And then we had, we tried to have peaceful protests about this kind of shit. 
you know, they, they, they focus on riots. And they, we get shit like Law and Order. And all this other nonsense. And it's just like, it, it's like a, it's like people don't even realize, or they, they're not willing to do the research on actual real American history. You know, like, this is this is a fucking broken record. Like, they've been trying to fuck us over for, like, the longest time. And one of the reasons why it took me a while to, like, to wake up to this is because I'm an aberration when it comes to African Americans. You know, I work in a highly technical field. I'm not saying I'm not the only one, but it's fucking rare as shit to see somebody that looks like me in the field that I'm in. It, my it, On my entire team, and I'm a team lead, it's just me as a black guy. As an African-American guy. How, how the fuck you want to call it? Just me. It's not just it's not just European-Americans. We have uh, actually a pretty good uh, ethnic background. But as far as like... Guy of African descent. It's just me. And that's how it's been... Uh, throughout... Most of my career... In the IT industry. I've had a few co-workers. A few. That look like me. But it's fucking rare. And I wish that that would change. Hopefully sometime in the future I, I will do something about it to make it change. Because I specifically picked this field. Because I thought when I was 11 years old. That I would have a higher chance at making it in this field. Because people would be more interested in my intellect. Than my physical attributes. Because I got asked every goddamn year. When I was in junior high and high school to play football, I was not interested. And I hold a school record to this day for the 40-yard dash and where I went to high school. I don't give a fuck about that. That Because your physical attributes can get taken away from you at, at any time. You know, you get in a car accident, you know, a bad fucking tackle, anything. And that's the end of your career. My brain will be with me for... At least a while. It's with me still to this day. Even though I've been drinking. A little bit tonight. Actually a lot. But it's all good. But I think that most people. Uh, that look like me. They see it as a way out. Like entertainment. And I. I have like a. I had an irrational animosity towards. Um, sports and entertainment. For me. When I was growing up. Because I felt like. It was me doing a song and dance for America. Like, let me entertain you. Look what I can do for you. And it's just... Fuck that. Any, I mean, somebody might be cynical and be like, Well, I mean, you're in IT industry now. I mean... You're still doing the same sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. But I mean, at least they need to come to me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not some fucking pastime. I'm not... I'm not entertaining them. I'm actually... I'm helping them accomplish what they need to accomplish and that was the main thing for me is that I wanted people to actually recognize my intellect in my chosen profession and if you look at people right now like when LeBron James started speaking out against um, police brutality and shit like that like, I mean look at look at what Fox News said just shut up and shut up and pass the ball or shut up and dribble or whatever the fuck that, I think it was Laura Ingram said that shit it's just like so all of a sudden you don't have the right as an American to speak to speak your mind? Like what the fuck? Are you serious? That's how they see us. You're only you're only here for entertainment. 
that's not how I'll be seen. Even though I'm doing something... Oh, shit. I'm doing something possibly entertaining to you right now. But, you know, at least you might have learned something from it. From what you said. So hopefully it's educational, not just uh, entertaining. So yeah, this might not be my best podcast. Because I'm still kind of fucked up. But I lose my mom. But it'll be alright. I'll be alright. Looking forward to possibly seeing my family tomorrow, if not in a couple days from now. It's a weird time to be alive. Anyway, that's all I got. I promise now. Alright. Peace.